Hello, grace and peace, we're taking anarchy to church here on the Anarchist Bible Study, I'm Josh aka Iowancap. And I'm Jeff Park aka Approved by the Rouleau Commission. Haha <laughs> very funny joke Jeff Park my microphone is totally on and these are the words that I am saying. The Rouleau Commission, that would be, that would be the uh, commission on the use of the Emergencies Act that approved the use of the Emergencies Act. Uh, okay, um, I was muted for that first part, so of course, because I, I'm, I'm great at this job. Uh, but okay, it was my it was my thing, so I'm going to try really, really hard to sync it up later. Or maybe I'm just going to tr- purposely sync it up really badly. You guys who are watching this will know. Uh, <laughs> for more pre-show banter, please tune into preambling number 45, Canada being not at all suspicious. But now back to the show. You were saying about entrusting our children to this, to this federal government. You know, I just, I don't even know. Is it even worth it anymore? Which we wouldn't do in Canada, by the way, there, there is no federal education policy in Canada. It's one of the, one of the things I like about it. Well, Um, you know, um, but we do. And, uh, and, and I think really, um, anyway, uh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so this, this is kind of the last, I, this is the last I, I thing. Totally... What just happened? I don't know what just happened. <laughs> what was that? I think I opened a tab that uh, started playing music. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, I'll, I'll try not to open that again. All right. So, but, uh, and of course, I think you and I were the only ones who heard it. Now that I realize it, I oh, pro- okay. I probably should have just not commented on it and it would have been fine. But of course, uh, <laughs> but anyway, this is the last thing we're going to preamble about. Um, but, and, and this is something we we've talked about in the past about how we're eventually going to have to take a run at some of these good faith dialogues that TGC has put out there. But the most recent one, especially has to do with, uh, you and I and our interests colliding. Uh, my interest in uh, Jim Wilson. Well, uh, my interest in the, <laughs> the decline of what is the the uh, New Calvinist movement, and uh, which I guess is a common interest, but also uh, your interest in educational freedom and my interest in homeschooling. It all just kind of comes together. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, you you seem to have some skin in the game for uh, home education. Yeah, you know, <laughs> but they had a debate. Um, and, and to be fair, I, I guess you've seen the whole debate, right? Nope. Nope. No. Nope. Very much not. So okay, I was saying, sorry. I was saying before we started recording that, uh, um, that I, I didn't, I didn't know whether I wanted to, uh, I, I listened to enough of it to, to think, okay, this is worth responding to at length and I can, I can stop listening and have more of a live react to more of it. Uh, if, uh, um, uh, if that's the, if that's the direction we wanted to go. Um, so I, I stopped, I stopped listening. I didn't even finish, uh, Jen Wilkins opening statement. Um, in, uh, and this is the, uh, um, this is the good faith debate, uh, put out by, um, the gospel coalition. Um, thankfully for once this time, not the gospel coalition, Canada, um, but but just the the regular uh, uh-huh. downgrading gospel co- coalition. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. um, and um, 
Yeah, go ahead. But but this is the clip that they decide. This is the the clip again. This is always like shows something that when these are the clips that the Gospel Coalition chooses to put forward, that means they thought this was a good argument. And um and apparently even positive. I only say positive things. Katie Room was getting upset about this one. Um. And and I didn't know about that, but Patrick posted that. Um, Even oh well, that you you should uh, spend more time in our secret Discord, which you can get to IOANCAP by spending just one dollar a month at uh, buymeacoffee.com/flyover, um, or or by owning it. Um, or by owning it. Your, uh, <laughs> so so what's going to happen now then is is uh, we're uh, Patrick or. Patrick and Jeff are going to respond to the video. I'm going to get caught up on discord and then uh, <laughs> you audience will, will be enjoying this video. All right. So, uh, but yes, even, even, even the great Katie room had no positive review to uh, yeah. put forward this one. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's, let's, let's hear what she had to say. Here's, here's, uh, here's her, her argument. Um, let's, let's hear it. One of the things I would love to have entered into this conversation is that while I cannot tell you to put your children in public school, and certainly never would because there are so many factors that are at play, that it is important for us to understand that um, our decision regarding this and even our demeanor toward this has an impact on our community. It doesn't just impact our family. Uh, the most common phrase I hear thrown out in these conversations is, well, I just need to do what's best for my family. And I think that's something that as Christians we have to push back on. What? Oh, you hadn't heard this? No, 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 of course I have. I'm, I'm, I'm playing oh, okay. out for the camera. I'm a good, okay. I'm a good, I'm a good showman. Come on. Okay, but okay, like, okay. What? Like, right? This is just, <laughs> this, this is just ridiculous. Of course. Well, why would we push back on that? Okay, so she, she says, like, this this phrase, I have to do what's best for my family, we should push back on that because it affects our community? And I know I've talked about this before, this whole concept of, like, I am going to... I'm going to risk this the my my children's spiritual welfare in order to possibly reach the community. I think that is the weakest argument against homeschooling. I really do. This idea that we need to put our kids in the public school so that we can reach our our neighbors. Like that's it's just such a weak argument because for one thing, my kids are not are unless my child is a very special child. The chances are they're going to be more influenced by the world and the world's going to be influenced by them. Just is the way it is. From a young age, that's what's happening. Um, and secondly, like I am not going to risk my, my child's soul for the possibility of getting to speak into a stranger's soul. That is ridiculous right. as an argument. Now you could argue all there's all kinds of good arguments you could bring up, but but like this idea of like the idea that the thing to push back on is the idea that I need to do what's best for my family. Like that's, that's just outrageous. I can't, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm hard out at this point. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, and as, as seemingly every Presbyterian pointed out on Twitter, um, 
Jen Wilkin does not believe that her children are Christians. So how could they witness, right? But like, like being of a Baptistic bent. Now, you and I might actually nuance that a little and 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 uh, and and be like, it, it's it's not it's not actually. Um, it's not actually like, uh, yes, that we do not have, we do not have a uh, compelling profession of faith from, for me, any of my children yet. Um, uh, I, I, I imagine you're probably in the same boat uh, just because our children are quite young. Um, <laughs> I think one of, uh, one of my children, I think we, we might. Um, okay. Yeah. And, and, and one of mine is quite close. If not um, there, we had um, a really, we had a really unique um, actually while reading the Chronicles of Narnia, uh, my old okay. became, I, what I think is, I think he became converted in the moment. It Okay. And it seems yeah. to be bearing out. Um, but, but yeah, like, okay. So, I mean, the, the thing that like, this is actually another thing that I find completely, you know, I don't, I don't want to go after the, our infant Baptist friends too much because, you know, we love them and, and, um, they're on our side here. So I should probably not attack my friends when they're on my side, but I mean, I, I don't, I don't find that again, the, the partial covenant thing. I don't find that particularly, uh, useful it's not like it's not like like that that this this puts my children at a disadvantage for becoming a believer if they're not part of the community the covenant community in some way like we all okay hearing the gospel more often it has a greater opportunity to hear the gospel and so they've been blessed to be born into a family that loves the gospel that doesn't guarantee that they're going to come to faith it also but it also we can say puts them at a better exam advantage and it seems logical to say that the Lord puts his elect uh, in in many, if not most cases, in families where they're going to hear the gospel from a young age, you know. Uh, but, 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 but yeah, like th that's, that's the thing is like, again, um, this is where we would both like, we would, yeah, again, th if they're not, if they're not have they don't have a credible profession of faith then what what benefit will they be to the community and and then i get but but really i just want to like say like the big thing is like i'm sorry don't i owe more to the neighbor uh don't i owe more love to the neighbor who came of my flesh than i do to the neighbor who is outside my house right like i didn't just dream that 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 first timothy exists that those who don't care for their own <laughs> right. relations are worse than Gentiles, right? Like <laughs> they're worse than unbelievers like that. That's I didn't dream that that's in the Bible. Oh, oh but, but she has a Bible verse too. I like up. You just, yeah, wait. we'll get to that. We will get <laughs> to that. <laughs> um, um, but, but like that, that idea that like, we yeah, have to... even before we get there. Yeah. This yeah. is bad. Like, this... we have... It's, it's, it's not even like, okay, if she says, she says, I would never say you have to put them in public school because everyone has different situations. And I'm like, that's why I would never say that you have to homeschool them. Sure. 
Like, I'm also not the person being out here as much as I make those jokes on Twitter. I'm not actually the person who goes to a family in my church and says, oh, you have your kids in public school? Hmm. Well, I actually love my children. You know, like, I don't actually do that. I don't, I know, I also know that there's different situations. I know that there's well, different. I, I actually professionally spend my time making sure there are more options that I would not use for my own children. Yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, and and also, like, I would never look down on a family that decided instead of homeschooling that they're going to send their kids to a Christian school or a, a classical academy or, like, there's all kinds of options that, like, I even maybe would have to consider if that was an option closer to where I'm at. Like, like I might consider, like, a, 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 a classical academy. You know, I've, I'm, as, as I've publicly made known that I'm very a, a big fan of the classical method. And um, I'd rather, yeah, I mean, I, it's not that I'm a trust the expert person, but I would love to, if, if someone who has some expertise in the classical method uh, wanted to teach my kids, I'm, I, I would have to consider that. Um, but like, but also like, isn't it weird that she's going the other way around that like, I would never say you have to like, is it weird to me that that thought even crosses her mind? Yeah. Patrick's just pointing out that I defended uh, Roman Catholic schools on Twitter today. Yeah, papist. Um, uh, <laughs> this is where I have that public confrontation we've been talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, this um, is, right, right, this is just such a, the way against, of saying that. Against godless charter schools, Patrick, not, not. <laughs> but, sorry. <laughs> but this, this is such a way of, such a weird way of saying that, that's just like, shows that like she has this mindset that the public school is the primary option and right. and it's and then say i just there's something about like that as christians we need to push back on this idea that i have to do what's best for my family no you don't no, no you don't because i owe your community less than i do these little human beings that came out that came from my body that god specifically put under my care that God has specifically made me head over them. I owe more to these little creatures. And it is a and it is a violation of my headship if I hang them out to the wolves on the possibility of catching a few uh lost sheep. Right? It's it's a violation of my of my duty. And yeah, I'm gonna say, yeah, okay, but I I also know that there's situations. Not not everyone has well, I you know, I I'm also like Anyone who uses the money excuse, I'm like, we have, we have nothing. We are dirt poor. Like if we can make it work to have one uh, parent stay home and homeschool the kids, anybody can make it work. But I also know that other people have different values, different, um, different things that they're accomplishing. Like, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's all, all the kinds of situations and I have headship over my house, not over your house. Again, this is where my... Um, I would never wear my pastor hat to have this kind of conversation. Sure. Like I can only have, but, but in, even wearing that hat, and just a would dad, Jen what's that? And neither would Jen Wilkin technically. Yes. Technically. She's not saying this as a pastor. Technically. Yeah. Yeah. yeah technically. <laughs> yeah. But but yeah, like this idea that we need to push back on this concept of like no no you don't, no you don't, and this shows exactly what's wrong with New Calvinism. 
Again, once again, what's wrong with new Calvinism? They're not old Calvinism. That they they were happy with learning a few things about tulips without ever asking, what does this, what? It's just, it's this fundamentalist idea. Like they are fundies who learned a few new tricks. That's all they are. Where there's no consistency. They never connect their doctrines. They never connect their doctrines to see how should this affect this? How should this affect this? In fact, fundamentalists are better than them at this because at least they can see how some of their doctrines connect across. But... This is the this is exactly why New Calvinism failed, because and and um, the only and the only way it succeeded is that it opened the door to old Calvinism for a lot of people and praise the Lord for that. But this is why this is why the Gospel Coalition is this this as an as a national organization is the stinking husk of what it used to be. Is because um, they served their purpose. Of, re- of reopening the door to old Puritans and old Calvinist works. And then people took that door, went through it. And um, then, then suddenly they were like, Hey, come back here. Um, we have woke <laughs> stuff. Right. Like, they, they don't have woke stuff. We have woke stuff. That's what we have to offer you. And found out, we found out how vacuous it really is. Yeah. And, And if part of the part of the issue here is that this is just um, this is just the blandest, most brain-dead, normie, non-Christian take, just spritzed over with a little bit of Christianese. Like, that's the, that's the, and, and again, I'm not saying that Christians who make the decision to send their kids to public school, I, Particularly, look, um, Jen Wilkin is in South Dallas. I bet the public schools are okay. I bet they're okay. I bet. I bet they're. I bet they're just fine. I. I might have a little bit of knowledge about the kinds of people who can be employed as school teachers in that area, um, and. Um, uh, and which she's by the way, that's foreshadowing an argument she's about to make. Go on. Yeah. Um but but so if if you live in a place where the public schools are actually still sane um and and are not at all out war with your values, then fine. Like I'm not I'm I'm not saying that's that's an issue in the slightest. Obviously, that's but but it's the it's the way of arguing 
that is unbecoming to a Christian. If um, and yeah, even and and by the way, uh, this all of this is a. I think I retweeted this. All of this is a better argument for running for school board than it is for sending your kids to the school. Right? Like, like, yeah, you, you, you don't want to leave the rest of your community behind. You need, you need a faithful presence in the schools and you need to, you need to make those schools as good as you can for your neighbors. Yeah. That's why I homeschool my kids and run for school board. Right. Like, you know, like, um, Mm-hmm. But none of these are actual, actually good arguments for why, again, remember, this is, this is a, the, I guess, I guess the way to frame this debate in as much as it was a debate, um, <laughs> the way to frame this debate is what should be the starting assumption for a Christian? public or I think my former professor Jonathan T. Pennington was was arguing for the anything else option. Just public or eh, you should look at something other than public. <laughs> like I think that was the um I think that was the uh I think that was the debate. Again, I haven't made it to Pennington's opening statement yet so i can't be sure about that but Mm. from everything i've seen so far it seems like that was um it seems like that was the uh uh and he has i i know i know he has six kids and i'm 95 percent sure they are home educated (laughs) um and and so um and jen wilkin has like five kids i think and and that's and and uh, and she said that's one of the things that throws people off uh, about her is that her kids go to public school, and and they're like, oh, Bible teacher, five kids, obviously you homeschool, right? Nope. Like so, and I get how. I get how that could be. A frustrating assumption. So if you wanted to, if you wanted to say, actually. In my situation, my schools aren't that crazy. We're blessed. We have we have good public schools in my area. Um, I think her. I think the public schools in her area are are high quality. Um, like in terms of the kinds of a, kind of education you'd receive, which is not the case for a lot of people. Um, so. Uh, so they're high quality. They're not actively at war with your values. Um, sure. Uh, can I though? Can I say that if she's just a random person, I kind of let those statements go. 
Sure. But she's a Bible teacher. But she's a Bible teacher. And she's she's a she's a nationwide Bible teacher. Now yes. now why does that change things? Because when someone says that to me, first of all, while you're probably right that they're not as bad as some places in the country, I think we cannot afford to be naive at this point in the game. Of course. Right. I don't think we can afford to be this. Because the truth is, they've been undermining our values even in the good schools for a long time. And, and this is, I was working my way towards this maybe too slowly. Okay. <laughs> One of my concerns is she doesn't actually oppose some of the more subtle ways that they are actively at war with her values yes. or, or subversively at war with her values. Yes. Well, those are the options. There's either two options. There's two possible options that I think either she's incredibly naive in which case I kind of don't in which case I kind of start to doubt her, her judgment. You know, like there, there's a point at which like, you know, like, like if, if, if you're naive, I'm like, okay, well, sure. But then I, you know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to want to learn the Bible from you. But she started her statement talking about how she's got a family full of public school teachers. Her, her dad was a oh, public school teacher. Her yeah, so I could. This is from me starting the, starting the debate and starting to listen yeah. to it and realizing, okay, there's enough here that I might want to break it down, um, in more detail later. Um, but, but she, she started out with, like, I have, I have no excuse of being naive of what happens in public schools, right? Like that was basically how she started. <laughs> so, so that more or less eliminates that option for me. Yeah. Yeah. Th Cause then the other option, yeah, is she's being subversive, which is, I don't trust her view on the Bible. Right. Right. So <sighs> it's just so frustrating because so that means, because I'll, I'll be honest, like, up until recently, I thought she was one of the good ones. Yeah. I had no reason to... I, I, I had... People reminded me when this happened that I had heard her... Women have more of a... Women have more of an insight into the crucifixion because they bleed once a month. Yeah. I, I did... I, I had forgotten about that, but I... I had seen that one. Um, I had seen that hot take. Um, but okay. In a career of Bible teaching, if that hot take is the worst and she's, she's made Bible studies that have been used. Great Bible studies. By the women, by the women's groups at it, at good churches that are, being very careful at what they're using. Like yeah. I haven't, I haven't gone through them myself, so I can't. My wife has done several of them. Okay, but well, and so it, I, I know, I know, I know, I know. My wife has done at least one of them, um, and and I know, I know that she's 
that her Bible studies have been used at churches that are very picky. Yeah. And and don't and 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 don't just go don't just go, well, it's the women's ministry, so we're gonna lower our standards on this. Yeah. Uh which is so often what happens. Um, um you know, we might have to circle back to this uh to this subject of women's ministry at some point. Um because anyway but but yeah like it's it's that's what's so frustrating about this is like that the sjw gets to all mall eventually when you have a weak theology like it doesn't matter how careful of a bible scholar you are if you can't put things together you can't build up a consistent systematic and I think as much as I want to say that Grudem is one of the base, the most based people as part of this reform movement, because he definitely is, like Grudem's, Grudem's heavily based. I know a lot of reform people are going to get mad at me for saying that, but he's pretty based. He's not bending on this stuff. Uh, as much as I think he's based, he still leaves too many holes. And in fact, like I've sometimes, sometimes people are like, Hey, the advantage of the Grudem systematic is that he doesn't really get into technical language. I'm like, honestly, that's kind of the problem. He doesn't yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't get into the technical stuff that you're, you're, you're kind of end up with a with kind of a weak systematic and, and I'm not going to blame him for it. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to blame the movement for never pushing people to go further than Grudem. You know, right. and as an intro, he does a good systematic theology, but you know, you got to move on. And the fact is they never did. And so it doesn't matter how much you study individual texts and books. If you're, if you don't know how to put it together in, in, in a systematic and come to, you know, what we talk about logical deductions from putting various scriptures together, then what are you going to do? How are you going to slip in? What are you going to slip in the middle? You're going to slip things in the middle. Like, corporate uh corporate guilt for white people you know and this is this is going to slip in the in the cracks right even right. though and yeah so that's what i was going to say is um if that that's my concern here is that is that her kids are are getting some sort of race essentialism. Yeah. And she's fine with it. And um or they're getting some sort of gender nonsense, but it's not the gender nonsense that's going on down the road, right? It's not it's not the the Halton school district um where uh a guy's showing up in uh size giga g breasts um and uh and the school district won't do anything about it it's nothing like that it's just um it's just it's just you know the basic um, it's just, you know, the basic, I, I'm even trying to think of the, because, because all of it, it, it depends, right? Is anything I can think of that's a little less subversive 
Well, how young are they teaching that? Because if you're teaching it young enough, then it's the it's the groundwork for the full-on subversive stuff. So that that's why I'm having trouble coming up with an example there. Um, is uh, um, but yeah. Anyway, um, but even if even if okay, it's it takes until it takes until. Um, uh middle school maybe even junior high for your kids to hear anything about the gender stuff whatsoever and all they learn is about the stonewall riot and 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 all this kind of stuff i mean even that is like okay and how did they teach that <laughs> like it 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 is a um uh it is hard to uh because, because you know that it's all part of a broader agenda that is getting advanced by the entire culture. Yeah. So if you're not actively working against that agenda, then any little piece is, is going to be used to advance it so much further. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's my, that's my concern here is that, is that, um, while, while the schools might not be actively blatantly attacking everything Christians believe, um, they might even be speaking positively of Christianity in class, even. Mm -hmm. um, that that they're um, what uh, what's what's the guy's name who? Um, uh, who uh, who does the Get Religion blog, um, and uh, uh, and does the uh, sort of uh, the uh, the news watch on religious religious issues, um, uh, Mattingly. Um, I can't remember his can't remember his first name now mattingly um terry terry mattingly um terry mattingly does the does the uh the sort of keeping up with keeping up with how how mainstream news coverage covers religion basically and um and he says you know a lot of conservatives think that the new york times hates religion that's totally not true the new york times has categories in their minds of good religion and bad religion. And good religion is the kind of religion that 
that advances socially liberal causes. Yeah. And bad religion is religion that advances socially conservative causes. Um, so if, if, if a, if a school is, uh, perfectly fine with the New York times version of good religion, mm -hmm. that is every bit as dangerous. And, and that's my concern is yeah. that's the kind of, that's the kind of thing I think you'll find a lot of in Texas yeah. <laughs> of, of public schools that are just fine with good religion. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So. And I, I'm sure I'm sure I will have more to say when we when we look at the debate more fully, but we can let her talk past yeah. the first three seconds if you want. Well no, we're we're halfway to the video. Um uh Pat Patrick did come up with Terry Mattingly's name, but I did not look at chat in time to yeah to I Well, we we have to do the we have yeah. to do the Bible verse. We have to. Have to. Okay. Absolutely. I, I like I like what you've been doing with our faces and, and, and yeah, with the nice. way you've been positioning nice. it with the camera. That, yeah. that, that that's nasty. I know, right? All right, let's let's hear it. Let's let's hear it. Um, Philippians tells us each of you should look not just to your own interests but to the interests of others. And there's no such thing as a decision that's made just for our families. In fact, even having the gift of the decision at all means that you're a person with more choices than some people. And those who don't have a choice of where they will educate their children will be impacted by your presence, your adult parent presence, not being in the public schools because you've chosen to go somewhere else. So once again, uh, so first of all, um, what I'm doing by not putting my kid in the public school is that I'm robbing children who I owe nothing to, uh, of my own, of my discipleship to them, which bull crap, but also what, what's wrong with that verse she used there? Yeah. Um, well, let, let's, I wonder, Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's 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 do the verse before we. But I don't want to forget to come back to a couple things that that also come up in that, and because you played more than just the verse, so I did. So yep, I uh, did. Yep. Uh, so, uh, so yeah. Um, that is in that verse. He is encouraging Christians to care for the needs of other. Christians, there it is. Not just for their own interests, but for the interests of other Christians in particular. That, hey, Jen, that, that's a nice Bible verse you got there. Wonder what would happen if we put it back into context. Yeah, that that he's encouraging them to to have the mind of Christ, who humbled himself and came and sought out a particular people. 
Ja. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It that was the thing that I think more than By anything. By the way, else, if you're a new Calvinist, because you're any kind of Calvinist, shouldn't that be very basic in your in your thinking? And this is again the think, failure to make the connections. Is you think is Jesus? Jesus came for his bride, not all the other women, <laughs> right? Right. Like, <laughs> it, it, so, so, <sighs> um, and and so it does seem it 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 does seem that being encouraged to take on this mind of Christ. Um, and yeah, let each of you look out, not for his own interests, but also for the interests of others, um, is, is not just a, a general un undifferentiated interest in all of humanity. That is not what's being taught. Not even slightly. <laughs> ah, it's so true. No, it's uh, it's 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 just so frustrating. Yeah, like like that's exactly what's wrong with that verse. Is that that is the the verse is is, and again, this is where it's like, oh my gosh, she's been a Bible teacher. She should know better. But man, are we good at twisting scriptures when it comes to what we already, to coming, to finding conclusions we already decided we want to find, right? And that's, that's really what, that's exactly what's going on here. She's, she decided she wanted to come to a conclusion and, and she found a way to get there. Um, but also like, what is that little bit at the end about, oh, oh, so you have the choice to not go to a public yeah. school that other people. Uh, don't I wanted have. to go there. That's privilege, baby. You got a. There you, might. There's your there white might privilege, be your right? Hint that you've got some CRT ishness creeping in, and maybe she's not so opposed to it. And and this is where again, might we remind you that Jen is not living in a poor district. No. So it's kind That's of rich coming from her. I see what you did there. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, I mean, I don't know when this debate was filmed, but currently as this debate is being aired, Texas is debating a school choice provision. It's like, I, I was just waiting for her to be like, and that's why Christians should support school choice. Like, is because yeah. so to, to to level the playing field and 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 yeah. and give other people the choices that me and my family have. Yeah, like, <laughs> but of course it's not that. It's not that. It's always like we like again. This is where I'm. I'm just convinced that this all this crap again. This is all Marxism. 
And they're like, oh, I've never read Marx. Yeah, but it's Marxism. You know it is. Because Marxism is about egalitarian. This is egalitarian nonsense. But we're complementarians. No, you're not. You're egalitarians. You're all about leveling the playing field by knocking down anyone who would possibly want to get ahead. Except for you. Because you're of a special class. Every single time. They, every single time. Uh, you know, that's, that's, this is Corey D'Angelo is bringing the receipts again and again and again. Oh, but you brought, you, you send your kids to pub, to private school. Yeah, but everyone else shouldn't. And it is always because like the whole point, like the school choice bills that we're seeing again, we, as we keep saying again and again and again, this is going to be better for not just private schools, but for public schools, it's going to raise it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rising tide that raises all boats. It's what's going to happen when you allow choice, when you allow people to make decisions with their education. It makes all education have to compete and therefore all education better. But she's just taking the, she's just taking the Marxist line. Egalitarianism means knocking everyone down equally. Uh, and if you did pay $1 a month uh, at buymecoffee.com slash flyover and we're in the education freedom uh, uh, sub-channel and if you, unlike Iowa Cap, read it uh, this week, uh, then uh, <laughs> then uh, um, then um, then uh, you could you could see my hilarious back and forth um, with a uh, I'm taking a wild guess a teachers union member in Arkansas um, who uh, um, uh, who uh, when presented with a a chart of all the studies of school choice program of of uh, of public school test scores under school choice regimes uh, she said, well, of course the private schools are going to do better. They're, they're creaming the best students from the public schools. And I'm like, read again. This would be public school test scores. Did she, <laughs> and, and then, she, then she's like, uh, oh, I can't even remember what the next, uh, the next objection was is, um, Oh, but we don't even know who did these studies. Would you believe it if a if a teachers union did this study? Well, first of all, I again refer you to the chart where the names and dates of all these studies are cited. So, yes, we know who did these studies. And I will refer you to the fact that once again, this is a chart of every <laughs> uh empirical study uh, uh, of it, like you can see, the chart includes findings that go against me, right? Like, <laughs> um, it, there there are twenty eight there are twenty eight studies, twenty five of them go my way, but you can see that you can see that three of them don't, right? Like, <laughs> so it's not like I'm picking and choosing, <laughs> um, and um, uh, anyway. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, very, just, just hilarious, uh, adventures in teachers union people not being able to read a chart. But what that chart does show is what you were saying, Iowa Cap, is, is that, is that, uh, the rising tide lifts all boats, that 
that uh, um, that where school choice has been tried, uh, it has been better for the public schools, and uh, and we can see that in um, we can see that in Arizona, which was first out with a universal aggressive school choice program, and they have the the fastest growing um, uh, rates of achievement for poor students in the country um, because everyone's got to keep up when 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 parents have choices um, everyone's got to step up their game and and so on an individual level if if your local school is not meeting your needs, the argument is actually the same. Um, and, and, and regardless of what the, if, if they're academic, if they're, um, if, if they're, that your values aren't being taught, um, if, if it's safety, like whatever the issue is, you are making, you are making schools have to compete. You're making schools better by exercising your option to go somewhere else. Yeah. I I don't I don't think um I don't think that school choice would be nearly as powerful <laughs> as it is if it weren't for that effect. Because I don't um I don't think that I, I do think I do think that the the parents who are on top of things that much to keep up to 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 be absolutely confident that their kid is in the, the right school, I do think are a minority. I do think I do think that's that's just that's a minority of parents anywhere. But one of the wonderful things about markets <laughs> is that minority can drive quality for the majority. I have a much better car than I would ever be able to ensure that I have because people who know more about cars have driven quality in car manufacturing such that I don't have to know very much about cars. I don't have to pay attention to my car. I don't have to, I don't have to, is, I have a not perfect, but pretty reliable, pretty fuel efficient, pretty <laughs> uh, safe vehicle because people who know and care a lot more about cars have made it impossible for Toyota, both of my vehicles are Toyotas, have made it impossible for Toyota to, to make a car so unsafe that it would in, that it would affirmatively endanger me, right? Or to to make a car that's just too expensive for me to be able to afford it, or to make a car that is uh, that is so horrendously inefficient that I wouldn't be able to afford to drive it, mm -hmm. or um, or to make a car that's just falling apart all the time. I wouldn't be able to tell if I had bought a lemon um, 
until it starts falling apart. Um, but but the people who do know and can pay attention and are keeping up with this can ensure that I get the right, <laughs> that, that I get a better car than I would be able to find for myself. Um, and it's going to be the same with schools. Is people like me <laughs> are, so reversing it, people like me are going to make sure that car guy has better schools for his kids. Mm -hmm. If you let competition yeah. drive quality. Exactly. If you don't, then that method by which I get a good car doesn't work for the car guy to get a good school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It... Yeah, we're going to have to circle back to that women's ministry at some point because we've gone way too long already. Um, <laughs> One other thing I wanted to... So, but, yeah. okay. I want to do, I wanted to make the, why isn't she, if, if this is what she thinks, why isn't she pushing for school choice point? <laughs> Obviously that you, you, you could have seen that coming. I'm sure. Um, uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to point out the, the, the seeping egalitarianism and wokeism mm -hmm. there. Um, what else? There was another, there was another point. Okay. She, she gave the Bible verse. She said something else. And then she said, I feel like it was between between those two parts of her statement. Is the Bible verse. And then she said something else. And then the privilege. She didn't say the word privilege, but basically made a privilege argument. Mm -hmm. What did she say in between those two things? Do you remember? Um, I'm trying to look it up. Um, Philippians says, okay. There's no such thing as a decision that's made just for our families. In fact, even having the gift of the decision at all means you're a person with more choices than some people. And those who don't have a choice of where, of where they will educate their children will be impacted by your presence, your adult parent presence not being in the public schools oh. because you've chosen to go somewhere else. That's, that's the one I wanted to circle back once again. Another great argument for running for school board, whether yeah. or not your kids are in the school, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> um, again, like these are not actually good arguments for putting your kid in the school. These are good argument if, if these are if, if because because there I think she's actually even trying to be careful to say that it's not a it's not a missionary education. Uh, it's it's you, the adult, your your yeah. involvement is so that if if you ignore these schools, then they're going to become even more of a hellhole than they already are. And I I agree with that. I, sort of. Again, I think if you allow there to be a little competition between schools yeah. by exercising your option to not go to an inferior school, you are helping. Um, uh, but in the status quo in Texas, where only the wealthy have any measure of school choice, really, I, I, then she's kind of right. Um, 
Uh, so, so fair enough. But again, this is a this is an argument for running for the school board. <laughs> um, this this is an argument for not leaving not leaving the school board to the pagans. Um, which which funnily enough starts to sound like our Christian nationalist friends. <laughs> a little <laughs> um, uh, is it, it actually it actually stops but but that's that's the thing is like she's not she's not applying it where it is more appropriately applied so it actually sounds compassionate there were air quotes there for yep. those of you who are listening. Um, <laughs> uh, it actually sounds uh, compassionate and liberal when applied where it belongs. It suddenly sounds quite conservative. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, oh, Christians need to run for school board. That sounds like a conservative statement, <laughs> whereas. Um, Christians need to stop fleeing the public schools. Sounds like a liberal statement. Um, but and I don't mean to just break it down to politics, but after all, this is kind of a political show. And um uh, I I don't think that's unintentional. I think I think there is a I think there is a an impetus to to make this sound a little more to make to make Christianity sound a little more liberal than it can be made to sound, <laughs> right? Um, I think I think that's a little bit of what's going on here. Like this is this is the whole this is the whole Keller thing. Like, um, uh. Oh, what what do you think Jesus cares about? Uh, uh, caring for the unborn or, or racial justice? Oh, well, it's both. Well, hmm. Uh, <laughs> those those might not be equal in emphasis, and he might not. Jesus might care very much about racial justice in some ways, but he might not mean it the same way a radical leftist does after all. And, and so Jesus might not be such a category breaking moderate as you're trying to make him sound. Um, It, you know, it, and, and how could it be otherwise when we have a culture that more than one half of it, but let's say specifically one half of it, it, most most easily demonstratedly (laughs) one half of the culture hates Jesus and his message and what he's trying to accomplish in the world, hates Christians that hates the influence of the scriptures on our culture. So 
it's it's not like it's not like it's some giant coincidence that um that oh Jesus just so happens to have my political views. Well, I don't think Jesus had my political views exactly um, because he wasn't particularly political, A, and he lived in a drastically different time and political situation. Um, <laughs> but um, But the fact is that if my political views are the product of a history and culture that valued Christianity, and then and then there's a concerted effort to undermine that foundation of Western culture, then how could we expect it to be otherwise than biblical political biblical a biblical view would tend to align more with conservative politics like how could we ever expect it to be otherwise when we can see that that's what's going on in the culture <laughs> it, it, that that's where i don't I don't get this. I don't get this attempt to to be like, well, you know, moderation in all things. You know, is obviously, obviously, Jesus uh, condemns both the right and the left. Um, and actually, okay, sure, Jesus condemned the theological right and the theological left of his day. What did he condemn the theological right for? Hypocrisy. What do you need to condemn the theological left for? Theological leftism. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so one was wrong on its fundaments. Yeah, and well, one was wrong on its application. Or to put it in another way, the right was criticized for not being consistent, and the left was being yep. criticized for being consistent. Correct. In our today situation, gonna argue it's not any different. Correct. Yeah. The problem with the right is still that they are cowards, hypocrites, right. and um. Well, no, cowards and hypocrites. I'm good with that. I'm good with those options. And the problem with the left is that they're the left. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. I. I mean. I don't have anything to say about this, but at some point I, I really do want to have this conversation about women's ministry and, and you know, who knows, maybe we might be on different, different sides, which honestly that makes for better content anyway, but I'm, I'm suspicious. We might not be, well, um, you know, um, we, we'll eventually probably watch this whole thing. We'll, we'll see if there's, if we've got a gap at some point, but, um, yeah. I think at some point yeah, we gotta well, stop preambling and start showing. I, I mean, I think we might be at that point. Maybe a little bit past it. <laughs> 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 oh, but yeah, let's let's. Uh, I think now's a good time to go to our 
to our Ligonier study. Um, so uh, to you preamblers, catch you on the other side, huh? So this is where we bring our episode to an end. Please like, subscribe, share, and tell a friend about it. And join us again on Monday for our bonus episode going over the state of theology. Grace and peace.